You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. And welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show that joins you as you sip on some tea, eat some biscuits on your Sunday morning. Uh, last week the rain was falling. This week uh, we're here uh, post turkey eating, uh, bellies full of stuffing um, and gravy uh, on this turkey Sunday, uh, Turk Turk Day, uh, Scotty. <laughs> What? What, Scotty? What do you want from me? A better intro? Yeah, I mean, I don't. Okay, I don't know who's drinking tea and biscuits, besides you know a very specific continent. <laughs> but, uh, hey man, uh, I don't, I don't welcome know. to the show, everyone. Hope you had a happy holiday and all that jazz. Um, you know, I feel like I've already been talking to Ryan for half an hour, but. Uh, oh wait, I have, but we're here, and we're here to talk about wrestling, and whatever NWA calls their product. <laughs> Woo! Yes, we got a, a a bunch of stuff. Not really a bunch of stuff. I don't think we're gonna have. Uh, well, well, that that gives me a chance to ask you, how was your Thanksgiving? Yeah, uh, Thanksgiving was good. Uh, we stayed home for the holidays because uh, families in Maryland. Uh, Happy holidays. As you can probably tell if you're watching the Twitch thing, uh, we've changed where I am at. And I feel like I'm super white now. My my whiteness is really shining through. So maybe I'll... <laughs> there we go. That's a little bit better. Uh, it, we stayed home for the holidays uh, because my family's in Maryland and I looked at tick, plane tickets way too late. So uh, that's not happening. Um, but alas, uh, we stayed here. We had Thanksgiving dinner with the our landlord's people because we live in like a carriage house uh, in their backyard. And it was very nice. It was very, very good. They're very good cooks. Um, I got slightly drunk, uh, but that's fine. Because they, they made a cocktail. That wasn't really great, but it was like, you know, a glass maybe this big. We're talking maybe six ounces or so, uh, you know, before ice. Uh, half cran juice, the other half gin, oh, and then ice and a splash of ginger ale. So uh, did they really make a cocktail, or did they just you know? Ah, there's got to be cran ju- cranberry juice somewhere in there. Admittedly, she said uh, that they found the recipe online and they just sort of made it, and then they're like, "It's not that good, but it's fine." It'll get into- <laughs> we'll get you drunk, I guess. So what you're saying is we got late night uh ring post radio uh, Ryan Nightsey that day. Uh yeah, that day, yes. That day indeed we did have late night ring post radio, and that day was uh, a day of all days, I said. I heard the people miss that. They they're missing the late night night seat. Well, the people <laughs> are the streets saying they're missing the <laughs> late night night seat? Late night seat? Maybe they're just missing the late night ring post radio, which was a different animal. Yeah. It was a completely different animal, but this is this is this is how we do this. We do this yeah. every 
9 30 when you're drinking your morning coffee or as ryan said tea or water or uh um dirty water which is also tea <laughs> uh but we're here and uh i'm cold how was your thanksgiving i forgot to ask it was great i had i had three days off from work which was great of course i go back today <laughs> but uh thanksgiving was great got to see some family i mean we don't have that many people over but uh my mom's great cook so it was a good time it was a good time a little uh black friday shopping aka i went like when everything was calmed down and i could just pick from the pick from the uh scraps but works out for me every time i always get what i need that's fair are you so for thanksgiving are you like a uh I mean, we're all eaters at Thanksgiving, but are you part of the cooking team at Thanksgiving? I usually am, but I work the night before Thanksgiving, and my mom likes to do some prep that night, you know, so we can be a little, because we have it at lunchtime, like we have it around two, our meal, Thanksgiving. We have we have Thanksgiving around two, not nighttime, which is just something we've always done. So she gets a lot, she tries to get some stuff out of the way, and then, of course, she kicks, cooks turkey and whatnot, and my job makes me get home around midnight so i was like listen if i don't wake up in time to help you cook i'm sorry yeah ryan guess what what i didn't get up in time to help the cook (laughs) it is what it is man it is what it is you know timers alarms you know, I I know what it is uh, because of my work hours. I, I didn't set either one of those. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's, that's on you, man. That's on you. I, I, are you are you kind of the sleeper that that in, indulges in sleeping in, or are you someone that's like I got I'll get up. I don't know because yesterday I slept four hours because I watched Stardom, so I don't know if that's really, I don't know if that really counts. It sounds like to me that you have like the weirdest sleep schedule of all time. I do, I do. Today, I so last night I fell asleep at seven thirty, slept till nine thirty, and then was up till three thirty. So, yeah, there's just no rhyme or reason to what we got going on here. Uh, but I'm awake. I'm here for Rig Post Radio, baby. Never miss a never miss an episode. Speaking of no rhyme or reason, let's get to today's topics. Or as that jobber says, Brian Cage, never better. Or nobody better. I don't know what oh, he says. <laughs> I have no idea what he says. Well, botchamania over here. <laughs> Listen, I'm not a big Brian Cage fan. And there was this article this week where <laughs> someone said, use my epic husband. And I saw like a million people tweet. I didn't need to read it to see it was Brian Cage. And I was like, that is honestly very true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, speaking of uh, topics, let us talk about what we're going to look into today. Uh, we have uh, a bunch of news items, of course, which we'll get to at the top here. We're also going to be talking stardom, Tokyo Super Wars, another great name for another great show, WWE Survivor Series, uh, and NWA Hard Times 2 preview for this Saturday. Uh, but of course, we have a bunch of news up top. Scotty, are you ready for the news? I am ready for the news. And then there's some sort of like audio drop uh, for for news, I guess. Uh, let me do. Are you ready for the news? <laughs> there we go. News. <laughs> Is that too loud? <laughs> Sorry. 
uh news here we got uh first off the list here uh gcw uh announced for their show at the hammerstein ballroom GC- the world on gcw has officially sold out all of their tickets uh it is uh the biggest crowd ever in gcw's history uh it was sold um they they sold 2025 tickets they sold 1800 of them on the first day tickets went sale in public i know most of it i know a couple of people uh in uh count out already got tickets in the pre- yeah i'm going you are going no fuck no okay. <laughs> well we know people that are going uh uh in count out so definitely go check them out not check them out just go see say hi uh check but it yeah, out. gcw is officially sold out overnight in one day the hammerstein ballroom 2000 tickets the biggest show ever Scotty, thoughts on this sellout? I'm impressed. I I, I always knew they were going to sell out. I didn't think they were going to sell out that fast. Uh, because the announcements they had talent-wise weren't, like, earth-shattering. Like, it was just, you know, the GCW guys. Then I saw Eddie Kingston. And I was like, okay, see, this is finally a big name. I'm sure they'll announce a few other big names because... I'm guessing some contracts of release might end around then. I don't know from which releases, but uh, Ring of Honor people as well could always jump in there. Uh, but good for them. You know, Hammerstein Ballroom, I think that's one of my favorite venues to watch a show from. I've never been there, but even just watching it on TV, the atmosphere is usually awesome. And I hope they put on a great show. I hope uh, they make a stacked card for what should be the biggest show of gcw's uh time so far yeah i definitely think i mean hats off to gcw to be able to get to this point i mean they i don't know what their iwtv contract ever was there goes a cat uh, they're honestly probably number three in the united states right now i was gonna say i i was gonna say that uh i don't know what their contract was of iwtv but it's seemingly separating from them they bet on themselves in a way and they've been able to explode uh across the country uh you can easily make an argument for them to be number three i think i mean they're doing comparable uh you know venues to like new japan of america you know, and in terms of hotness, they're definitely exceeding New Japan right now in yeah. America and uh, in Japan. So yeah, you can. I think you can easily make an argument that they're number three. I mean, in hotness, probably even number two. Yeah. Uh, like I, I just think like not even hotness. I think as a promotion, like now we look at it, you know, WWE, AEW, and now it's GCW. I think they're above Impact. They're above, they're definitely above NWA, uh, and you know we don't have Ring of Honor anymore. So I think GCW has filled that slot, and I don't know what their long term goals are, but I hope that they keep they stick to their guns because that's what's gotten them here. And I know a lot of these promotions often don't. And look at Ring of Honor, for example, they didn't stick to their guns. Um, you know, they sold to Sinclair, and that makes sense because uh, Kerry Silken had to make, you know, make a dollar. He couldn't do it anymore. And unfortunately, that resulted in its demise more than anything. But I love what GCW is doing, and I hope that more and more of these top talents keep going. I'm excited to see what Eddie Kingston does at that show. Yeah, I was trying to see real quickly if there was any other, like, top 
like non GCW. I saw the Briscoes and Drew Parker. Yes, I believe those were the only three that I really saw. Which Drew Parker, for those who've never seen him, is one of the uh, bigger, biggest deathmatch wrestlers in the world right now. Um, I don't watch much deathmatch wrestling, but I've actually went out of my way to watch him. He recently wrestled in DDT as well. Um, he teamed with Chris Brooks, for those who you know may, may know Chris Brooks. He's been here, there, and everywhere. So, yeah, looking good. Show's heating up, and I think they have a few big announcements probably still to go. Yeah, good on GCW. Um, next topic point here we're going to talk about is Johnny Gargano. It was announced earlier this week that uh, we already kind of knew – uh, that him and Kyle O'Reilly have their contracts coming to a close soon. Uh, but it is revealed that uh, Johnny Gargano's contract would have ended um, uh, was December 3rd. But according to Fightful Select, uh, Johnny Gargano signed a short-term deal uh, to be able to compete in the upcoming NXT War Games. Sorry, War Games! Scheduled to happen on December 5th. So he extended it another week. Yeah. Seemingly, or at least two days, just so that he can get into War Games, probably the NXT following, maybe. So, what do you think about? I don't know. So, my question for you, Scotty, is one, you know, a contract is still on the table for WWE and Johnny Gargano. One, do you think Gargano ends up staying in WWE or if he leaves? Two, um, what do you think? What What do you think is happening over with the NXT? At you know, looking at it at large, we have a similar situation of Adam Cole. We have this thing of Johnny Gargano. We have Kyle O'Reilly up in the air as well. What do you think is happening over here? I had tweeted out that if this is Gargano's last run, last match in NXT. It's it's I think it's the best way for him to go out. I mean, teaming with Tommaso Ciampa, it just feels right. Uh, you know, I wouldn't even be shocked if he signed one until that last NXT and they, they did an impromptu Ciampa versus Gargano. I wouldn't be shocked if they did that either, if or he's even, leaving. Or even a DIY tag team match. Yes, because I think I think Triple H respects him so much that he wants him, if he wants to leave, one, he'll understand because Triple H has literally watched his little NXT empire get decimated. And I think at this point, he's just understanding of anyone that wants to move on. Uh, but Johnny Gargano has, he is legitimately the heart of NXT. He's been the heart. Champ has been the soul. Plain, like that's, It's just been that way for I think they've been there five, six years now. Um, and it, it's time. I think it's time that Gargano does seriously consider leaving because he has nothing left to do in NXT. He hasn't for a long time now. And are we really going to talk ourselves into him having a future on the main roster? Because I don't plan on doing that. Uh, there's a reason Adam Cole left. He was a great professional wrestler who had it all but he was a smaller guy. He didn't have that future. Look at Johnny Gargano, smaller guy. He can't talk like Adam Cole can. It's the same situation almost, uh, different ways. I think mm -hmm. they offer a little bit different 
uh, Gargano might be seen as, you know, better in ring while Cole's of course better on the stick, but either way, um, I'm sure Gargano, if he's talking to other companies or has been, you know, in contact, I would not be shocked if AEW comes calling at all, because I think, I think this is a situation where Khan's probably looked at it and it's like, well, out of all the NXT roster members that have, you know, joined our roster, Cole was probably number one in terms of popularity ever there. Mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano is a very close number two in terms of the men's side. Um, and then, you know, Champa probably three. And I don't know what Champa's future hold. I could see him stay and become a coach because he's older, his neck, you know, I don't think he's necessarily looking for a continuation of his career to reach certain points, if that makes sense. Like Tommaso Champa is a different case from Johnny Gargano. Does Johnny Gargano leave? I'm still not too sure. I still think there's a good possibility he stays. Uh, I didn't read the update on Candice LeRae's contract, which I'm wondering if that has any control over it. But uh, the the idea that in, say, the next six months to a year that AEW could bring in the package deal of Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae, that would be big time for them. I don't, I don't know what Candice's situation – of course, she's pregnant. I know that. But um, I assume she's going to want to keep wrestling after. So in some form, and I could see AEW being the fit because, you know, less dates – well, I guess you can't have less dates in NXT – but I really don't know what NXT's future holds in terms of, you know, probably going back on the Florida circuit eventually, which they should because they have, it's a whole new, uh, it's all new talent and they would get uh, learned a lot from that. So if this is Gargano's final ride, I'm happy he's finishing out during war games um, and teaming with Champa. It feels right. And he can probably, he'll probably be the one to take the losing fall if he's leaving. Yeah, he's going to be the guy that gets pushed off of the top of the thing. You know, if you're going to do anything, I, I mean, I'm fully expecting War Games to have the, the quote-unquote new school come out on top. As they should. Uh, and if that's the case, you got to have Johnny Gargano. And if he's, ne- if he's not wrestling, if we're not doing that tag team match with DIY or a match against Gar- uh, Ciampa on Tuesday, then I could fully see Gargano taking the fall, maybe even doing this stretcher job. Yeah, I can see them do the DIY finish in the match, too. Um, I'm trying to find an update about... I couldn't find an update about Ciampa's contract, uh, but I found... This is from WrestlingHeadlines.com. You heard of them? Uh, I have, actually. uh, uh, According to this website, they are citing the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reporting that... um, Cancel Ray's contract will expire in May, but it's believed that the company will add at least a period of time to the contract to cover the hiatus she's been on since announcing her pregnancy back in August. Hmm. Uh, so if that's the case, if they do add time, then she will likely remain on, under contract until 2023. Uh, I feel like if they add con- add time, it's I get it. I don't get it for an injury, uh, but like, pregnancy or <laughs> like you're having a contract adding stuff for a pregnancy that feels bogus i mean um, they're still paying her yeah i guess that's true so and i'm sure well 
think about it. she's gonna work her way back too. Like she's gonna have to work her way back because you know she's not gonna, she's gonna step into the ring the day after she had a baby. So <laughs> like it's not gonna happen. Uh, but yeah, Gargano is an interesting case. I'm. I think wherever he goes, it will be the right decision for him. I think. I don't think this is like Adam Cole. I think Gargano. You know, if he stays with them, it's because of the loyalty. It's because of what they made him become. Because when he was on the Indies, he wasn't a major, major name. And he became a major name in wrestling through NXT. And it, I, I made this point with Adam Cole as well. Uh, Adam Cole, when he moved to Dynamite, he uh, was put in front of the biggest audiences he's ever wrestled in. When he moved to Dynamite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that the the one TV show when he moved to Dynamite. When he moved to AEW, same, and that would be the same thing with Gargano. If you're Johnny Gargano and you're considering, oh, I want to wrestle in front of more people, yeah. the question is, do I go to AEW or do I, do I go to WWE? Like, I will become a bigger name if I go to main roster or if I go yeah. to the AEW. <laughs> Which one's going to take care of me the most? Right. That's up to him. I think the Candice LeRae thing probably has a decent chunk of what he decides to i'm sure i'm sure i mean uh, but, but also but also you know for a fact that as soon as the cancel race contract is up aew swooping in hard that's like a day one they wanted wasn't she originally set for all in and then she signed i, yeah. believe, so. I believe so yeah uh, she she's like the indie darling for women's wrestling yeah so yeah. she did uh, well though Speaking of AEW, they also recently announced the Battle of the Belts. It is going to be similar to the Clash of the Champions show. Uh, this is going to be one of those four, the first of four TNT special events. If you remember, they're moving the TBS, but then they're going to be doing four special events on TNT. So this one's taking place Saturday, January 8th in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, live. Live, yes, yeah, so at the Bojangles Coliseum. So this will be very interesting uh it doesn't say yet how it will be played we don't i don't know if it's like a pay-per-view sort of thing or if it's mm. gonna be tv or what i guess it might be tv because it is TV. Well, it's tv it's on tnt uh but yes january 8th uh so every if it's same as clash of champions every title's on the line presumably it's good it's a good uh i like that i like just these tv special i don't know if it's an hour or two but it probably has to be two if you're doing all four title matches. Uh, Showtime is at 7 p.m., so I would presume two or maybe three, four hours. Oh, I would not do that. Well, it depends, <laughs> it depends if they're doing more matches than just the title. Oh, uh, yeah. If that's, that's the fair. case, I think the TBS yeah, free pay per view. Yeah. That um, looks, yeah. Which could make uh, fill in the gaps really well for when you're waiting on the pay-per-views so that actually could work out well uh is there any matches you think are going to be taking place here i'm thinking this is going to be the brian danielson versus adam page match i do as well uh i know winter is coming is coming up but winter is coming is coming i think they're building a lot more uh they want him to keep fighting all the dark order in singles matches so they have time I wouldn't be shocked if they, you know, put it on there, but I feel like you saved that for Battle of the Belts because you're not going to have that much time to build up a feud. You have this next month to really kick it into gear uh, before 
the eighth. And then uh, I I don't know if they hold off on Britt Baker versus Riho for there, but that's also a potential match. Sammy Guevara, who the hell knows? He answers an open challenge every week. I honestly have no idea who he'll be wrestling. And hopefully the Lucha Brothers will be wrestling someone different. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the FTR wins the title back and then challenge here. Um, but yeah, no, I think a uh, very interesting battle of the belts. Uh, you know, January 8th, we have winter is coming and then we also have New Year's Smash or whatever the hell it's called. So yeah, you, they got a lot of shows. You got a lot of big shows before this, even this show. And then also the TBS debut. So, you know, you got a lot of big events coming your coming down the pipe. Oh, I wonder if they'll do a TBS title match. Probably not. Uh, yeah, it depends. Probably not just because it'll the- crown out that week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think there's uh, a lot of interesting stuff. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff they could play with. They might we could have a different champion by the time this show happens. Who the hell knows of Sammy Guevara? Uh, by the way, I totally believe at this point that the start of Sammy Guevara is he is going to lose the title to uh, an open uh, challenge, uh, aka Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano, <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly. I don't think he'll lose. I don't think I think Kyle O'Reilly will just go with Fish. Um, the Fiend. Oh please, God no! <laughs> I felt pretty good about Keith Lee just walking in and winning the title night one. Like I feel I like that's totally agree. <laughs> like, it just feels too perfect. So that, I hope that's that means we're holding off till February. I mean, I think Sammy can have <laughs> run till February. It's not like he doesn't open challenge every week. He's not John Cena, so that's fair. Uh, the other bit of news here I want to get to is down in Mexico. We have AAA. It's kind of a preview, kind of a news. Avocados from Mexico. Have you seen that commercial? Yeah, I have fully. I have. Um, the AAA uh, is, this Saturday is going to be having their triple. Oh, this is a match. Their Triple Mania Regia. Re- Regia. I can't. I can't do Spanish, man. I'm, I'm really. <laughs> I did Spanish for two years. Okay, this is my uh, language arts uh, history. Mine's worse, no matter what. I did I did Spanish for two years, seventh and eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I went to high school and took three years of Latin, and then I went to college and took a year of Gaelic. Wow! Yeah, I'm impressed. I only, <laughs> I only remember how to say hello in Gaelic, and that is it. I have books here. I literally have a book here where I can tell you do some Gaelic phrases. Wow. Uh, I got six years of Spanish between middle school and high school. Don't know a lick. Uh, my Spanish teacher in high school hated me with all of her might. She, fun facts, I'm not a troublemaker. Well, eh, I don't know, whatever. She called my mom in high school, in high school, because I was rude and inconsiderate. I don't think that's true. Just one time she told me to read what was on the board and it happened to say China, but in Spanish it's China and I was not having it. And I kept saying China and she was not happy. Uh, I was very bad. Um, I literally asked to cheat off my friend at one point in one, on one of our tests. She didn't have that either. I was bad at Spanish. Okay. But in, in <laughs> Italian in college, I was good. You gotta do the, the Tony D'Angelo in the in Italian in college. I'm Italian, so it makes sense. I have not, I have no Spanish bones in my body for six years of it. Uh, none of that's true. I didn't. I never cheated in high school. Life save. 
Uh, anyways, Triple A Triple Mania is h- taking place this Saturday. This is a kind of a, a mini preview. Uh, the big news coming out of this, of course, is with Kenny Omega gone. Kenny Omega uh, recovering from surgeries and whatnot. Uh, they a had lot. to. They they replaced his Dream Vikingo match um, with. They replaced Kenny Omega with four guys. Uh, the question for you, Scotty, is do these four guys shape up to one Kenny Omega? Do they equal one Kenny Omega? It was four. No! <laughs> no! Those four guys are Samurai Del Sol, the former Kalisto, Jay Lethal, Bobby Fish, sorry, Bibby Fish, and Bandito. It's Bibly Fish, actually. Right, Bibly, Bibly Fish and Bandito. Oh, <laughs> well, Bandito's cool. Um... I have nothing against Kalisto. Bobby Fish is there. And I don't like Jay Lethal. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> this I is going like, to be absurd. I love, Lucha, I love Lucha Vlog being like breaking down whether or not the Mexican audience uh, knows sure. Bobby Fish's. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's very weird fit. It's very weird. Uh, I think Vikingo should win clearly you would think well i mean this is triple a you never really know you you don't know until it's over uh bandito and him should have some crazy stuff going on i'm sure uh i think i read that they almost did a singles match for them Hmm. um and then which they probably should have instead of this clusterfuck that is Jay Lethal, Bobby Fish, and Kalisto. But good for Kalisto. Good little spot for him. He looked really okay <laughs> on the dynamite appearance. Yeah. I was gonna say good, and I was like, ah, eh, I, I don't know about that. I mean, I'm thinking more of Aerostar being meh at best, but uh hmm, interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting one for sure. I I'm I gonna watch it. Yeah, I'm gonna also watch it just to because it's the Omega Vikingo matches was certainly a dream match for a lot of people, especially me. But this, like, GCW scramble uh, is just, like, now more than ever, oh, man, I don't I don't know. And I, I it could be, like, a, a car crash situation where, like, I don't <laughs> necessarily want to see it, but I'm going to, I want to watch it. I want to see it because it's, oh, it's going to be something to believe, I feel. Nothing defines pro wrestling better than could be a car crash, (laughs) (laughs) which this absolutely could. I'm going to watch it. I hope Vikingo wins strictly so he can have more title matches moving forward uh, because that dude's absurd. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they gave it to Bandito either, actually. Yeah. uh, uh, (laughs) I saw he's going to work with AAA more. Yeah, apparently, well, the thing about Bandito is that this date uh, of the show was also a DCW show that he was booked on. Uh, And so they and so he got pulled into AAA, which, you know, that's a title match. I guess that's bigger money, probably. Um, uh, But couldn't tell you. But Bandito said in an interview that he doesn't have any other dates beyond this. And and everyone's like. Well, it's that he's not winning, right? And then, like, Lucha Blog and, and on Twitter is also stay, saying, it's AAA, man. <laughs> Who the hell knows? I mean, he, he could totally win. <laughs> Who cares if he has more dates? <laughs> I hope Bobby Fish wins. 
I hope, I hope <laughs> Fish wins. I think that'd be great for the chaos itself. Yeah, of like what is happening to AAA, and I could be like, well, we went from Kenny Omega to Bobby Fish. So just let that process, think about it, and come back to me. Um, this show also has a couple other matches that are interesting to me. I just want to get if you have any thoughts about them. Uh, oh, tri- sure. AAA World Tag Team Title Match: FTR versus Lucha Bro- Brothers. Um, Real original. <laughs> We're seeing this Friday and then Saturday. Is it not? Sa- is this show Saturday? Yes. So we got oh. we have two out of three falls match on Friday for the AEW title, and then also the AAA title on Saturday. Oh, I'm gonna have to write it in reverse order in my match guide. That's a pain. Oh. Uh, we also have the return of Kane Velasquez. Ah, yes. A teaming up with Pagano and Psycho Clown versus Rey Scorpion, Tar- Tarus, and someone else. It's a mystery, I guess, according to Huge Match. Uh, and then, uh, and then, uh, these the, are some other matches in here that are interesting to me. Uh, the other one that's really, I'm kind of excited to see what this is, is Dragon Lee and Drillistico versus Laredo Kid and Mystery Person. Let's discuss that, uh, Dragon Lee should be doing far more than he is right now. AKA, I really miss him in New Japan. Uh, he was always great there. Uh, would love if he went back as really, of course. I think that's what he has to go by there. Um, but ah, oh, dude, he's so good. I'll definitely watch that too. Uh, Lucha is wild, Lucha is a wild world. Uh, Cain Velasquez got his ass beat by Brock Lesnar, hasn't wrestled since. Uh, I, I saw that they wanted Junior Dos Santos to go there and challenge him with Dan Lambert showing up in Triple A, but <laughs> Junior Dos Santos was fighting an actual fight for uh triller or something so that won't be happening hopefully they can do that though because i think junior santos pretty good at wrestling and i remember when Kane velasquez was doing the lucha stuff for like you know two minutes before wwe brought him in and he did a harakarana so yeah i like i like i like seeing Kane velasquez just because he's he's doing more he's doing lucha stuff and not necessarily mma stuff that wwe wanted uh, and then, you yeah, know, maybe then having him and Junior Dos Santos, maybe that could be a cool. I'd love to see them not do MMA stuff, but I also yeah. to draw them fighting. Uh, moving right along to so talking about Stardom Tokyo Super Wars. Ooh, finally, something that I care about. Yeah, this is. I, 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 <laughs> oh, no, I care about trying to I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, oh, did we just cut off our streams and a bunch of, or offline everywhere else, apparently? Well, let me fix that while I'm going to prep this real quick. Uh, Stardom Tokyo Super Wars, of course, took place um, 11-27. I think, Scotty, if I'm not mistaken, um, this might be the last big um, last big show before 1229. Uh, yes. So this is the final pay-per-view of title matches before uh they've already so so after the show four matches have now been uh announced for december 29th which we'll get to at the end of the show but they do have a pay-per-view on the 18th of december which will be a faction uh tournament in faction warfare in the main event so it should be a good time because I think that little pay-per-view show that they're having before the 29th is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it'll, so there'll be four 
faction teams fighting and then the main event will be the match where the loser goes to queen's quest or a way to tie um which is you know terrifying as a fan but um the factions are stars and they haven't announced exactly like how many people are wrestling i'm guessing four because uh ddm probably won't have julia back by then but it'll be stars ddm cosmic angels and the joshi promotion marvelous will bring in their own team which involves takumi aroha so always cool with them joining in so that should be a fun little show and then of course december 29th which i will go down the current card that they've already announced because they have some major matches um all I believe it's all talent built from within start. That's pretty cool. Except for Tam, probably off the top of my head. Well, and Shuri. Shuri's different, but Shuri's Shuri be different. But let's go over the card uh, because it was an interesting show. Sure. Uh, it was okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't have the card in front of me. I mean, I could do it off the top of my head, but this, uh, is, this is your job. <laughs> fair enough. You got me there. Uh, starting off with the main event, you know, Are we live again. Yeah, we're still we're we're fixed. Yeah, I'm sorry, folks. I don't know what happened there. We uh, dropped. Do dropped you have to retweet it. Yeah, I guess you should. I already I tweeted out a thing, but yeah, I don't know what happened there, folks. We apparently dropped the stream and we refixed it. These are the things that happen sometimes, I guess. Um, anyways, Stardom Tokyo Super Wars uh, main event, of course, was for the World of Stardom title match. Uh, Utami Hayashishida. Uh, defeating Micah in 23 minutes and 43 seconds. Scotty, my, my dude Dave Meltzer was out there giving Utami praise before this match, and I was like, mm, my guy, uh, she's just so good. It's very unfair, actually, because she's only been wrestling for three years now. I don't even know if we've gone to full three, but she just gets better and better. She's, she's still adding to the arsenal. I, I tweeted out a video last night of the belly-to-belly uh, belly she hit on Micah in this match mm-hmm. where Micah was running full full speed at her, and she just tossed her. I was like, see, this is more of what I want to see out of Utami. I want her – because I, I will say, while she's had this incredible year, one of the best wrestlers in the world right now, um, you know, she – when it comes down to the final awards, if you think of who had the title reign of the year, she's going to be at the very top. Um, she's probably number one for me, but uh, she's still she's still evolving as a wrestler. She's still adding moves to the move set, and that's scary because I I like to try to think ahead of what will the final product be, and as someone that you know, has kind of hinted at trying to be the Okada for stardom that Okada was for New Japan. It sounds like she's going to be in here for the long haul. She's not going to, because Joshi wrestlers, you know, they can retire at any age because that's just how it goes. But then there's the Joshi wrestlers who live on forever. Aja Kong, you know, the list goes on. So I think Utami is going to stick around for a long time. And this is just the beginning of her greatness. And I thought her match with Micah here, another great title defense. I think Micah deserves a lot of praise as well for how good she's gotten over the year. Uh, These two have really good chemistry. This is kind of like 
your heavyweight battle. This isn't um, you, this is, they're not strikers, both of them. They're very much you know suplexes and uh, some you know judo stuff and just a lot of good exchanges they had in this or the clotheslines. There was a point in this match where they just kept smashing each other clotheslines, and I loved that spot because they were like just hitting each other as hard as possible. This was a great match, and the right person, of course, won. Yeah, I thought this was a great match. Utami, three years of experience. She started in August of 2018. She's only 23 years old. It is remarkable <laughs> how, how great she is in such a... Th- I mean, yeah, trained by Kigetsu. I, yeah, sure, yeah. That, that, that <laughs> uh, I love... I, I love and, and Hazuki. Yo, uh, yeah. I love Dave putting in the work to, uh, to uh, be like, yeah, guys got to get eyes on this because Utami yeah. is... Yeah, it, it is, you know, very similar yeah. to an Okada level thing. She is this good this early. Yeah. She's got plenty of time left, you know, to wrestle this sort of style, wrestle this kind yeah. of day. Like, she is unbelievable. And the entire time during her reign, they've been building up other people. I, I thought, you know, obviously, they're building up Sherry uh, for December. I thought Micah has been built up well uh, as well. Yeah. This match was great. Uh, I thought Micah was great in here. Mm-hmm. I love, I love just you know, big women slapping meat as it were. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, they're they're two of the they're yeah they're just rocks of just yeah. they're so good. She, Micah, I love I I've I'm coming around to the idea that Micah might be my favorite, my legit favorite of Stardom. Uh, Micah's I'm, great. I, I'm I'm chiseling my Stardom fandom. It takes time. And, the, mm. and yeah, no. Uh, and the reveal could be that it is Micah who is who is the one for me. That's, you, you got some good stock in that one because there will be a title reign uh, with probably within the next two years. I think Just, so. I, I it's think, inevitable. I think she's great. I love the work that they put in here. Uh, like I said, hard hitting action, hard. Uh, I mean, even they're not huge strikers. It was more power moves, but the lariats themselves were brutal. I love in and. and, and you know, I love the continuation of the Utami story of she is an endurance monster. That that yeah. one lariat that Micah barely just barely does anything. Utami's like, good try. All up her. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just love these this story, continuation of the story that you know, Utami is just this endurance monster that if you're going to take her down, it has to be the length. You have to be able to work that length. Um, you know, and we've obviously know that she can easily go longer than 23 minutes here. Um, and yeah. the kayfabe of the whole story. But yeah, I thought this was a great match. I thought this is outstanding. Obviously, best match on the card for me. Uh, I'm big best match of the card, no doubt. Big, big fan of Micah. I yeah, Micah was because it's Micah doing a little bit of story stuff in here as well. It's yeah, just a uh, uh, big beef. I love the end where she just had nothing left, and Tommy's like, "Well, gotta kill you now." <laughs> but gotta yeah. Tommy really is. I I wrote. Oh, people were getting just angry about utami on twitter this week and acting like ah well you know she's good but she's not great yet i was like shut up shut up no we're not we're not having any of this uh she is the star that joshi needed that is the perfect way 
to describe Utami. She is the star that they needed to. I would say consistent, consistent star. Yes. I mean, Mayu is incredible, but there's something about the power of just like Utami. Like you see her make the entrance, you see her just wrestle like and i think my utani is one of the absolute best in the world but just just something about utami and what she's doing right now and moving forward that just makes me think i don't know how you dethrone her i don't know i don't know if we've actually gotten to that point and you know we'll preview it um next month but mm-hmm. I've I've gotten to the point where I'd actually be stunned if Shuri would win that title. I don't think I don't think it's the move. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. And the, and they're building to Utami potentially beating the Io Shirai record of 14 title defenses, I think with that title. Um which is, you know, absurd. Uh and I just, I just dream of the idea that they do Utami versus Io Shirai. That would be everything Rossi could ever dream of. That would be a a, a great move. <laughs> you said fourteen title defenses. I believe so. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen title defenses. Yeah, and then she she's not. Them. She's still a couple off, but. Wouldn't be shocked if she got past Shuri. I know a lot of people are rooting for Shuri. I was at one time, but now I'm like 50-50. I have no idea, which is a good thing. This would be Utami's ninth, assuming she doesn't defend the title between now and December. Uh, yeah, she uh, will Shuri, not. Shuri will be her tenth. Interesting. I, hmm. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. If, if if you can get if you're Rossi and you can hear a pipeline that Io Shirai wants out or something, you know, or like, Kyrie Sane, or Kyrie Sane, who tweeted out a time, uh, the uh, what's the sand time thingy? What's it? What's it called? No, you're right, T- sand time thingy. Yeah, yeah. Well, she tweeted that out, and everyone started freaking out, and I was like, that would be big if she if that's where she made her return just to be like hi i'm here that'd be cool uh well i'm saying have one final run that could be a good 14th title defense utami versus Kyrie. yeah i don't know if she actually gets the 14 i can see them hold off to her next reign because uh there's this uh, wrestler named julia who i know is very much going to win that title very soon it's just a matter of her being healthy as well but I don't know. I'm loving it right now. That's what I mean. If you're Rossi and you can, if you're, if you can. I don't know if they get EO. If you can, I don't know if you get EO. That only depends on her contract situation. I don't know what that is. If you can get Kyrie, then it is sort of like, maybe we hold off for the 14th title defense. And maybe like, like I, if Utami retains in December, I would be like, Ooh, maybe, maybe a Kyrie thing around the corner. I don't know. But I thought this match was great. I thought it was outstanding work, and I can't wait for more. Match uh, of the night. Wonder of Stardom title match. Tam Nakano defeating no. Mina Hirakawa in 17 minutes and 12 seconds. Ah, the match that I decided Tam Nakano's title reign can end. <laughs> I was, wow. I did not wow. have a great, I did not have a great time. I, 
I had I had a time. It wasn't always great. Some of it was like, okay, I like this, but it was very messy. It was a very messy match. Uh, I felt they lost their direction a little bit because, you know, Mina has this whole new character going on, which was like everyone was calling it Joker-esque. And then she kind of forgot about it a few times in the match, and they just kind of wrestled. And I was like, this is... Listen, I love story in matches. I love story driving a match. This this is not this is not what I necessarily love. I thought this was probably the weakest of Tam's title reign so far. Yeah, how do you feel about Mina's new I've saw Dark Angel, Fallen Angel uh <laughs> gimmick here? I wouldn't be shocked if it was gone within like the next month. Uh, <laughs> like used for this. Yeah. Uh, it, it It's a weird gimmick to just stroll out there when you don't really talk about it too much on your actual shows, but just kind of like online. I thought the video leading into the match was interesting, but I just, I don't know. I mean, it sets her apart, but I also don't, I don't know. I don't. Eh, no, not for me. <laughs> yeah, I I thought this match was good. I, I you know it wasn't. I wasn't like blown away or anything. I wasn't. It definitely wasn't. Oh, it was good. Yeah, that's fair. It definitely wasn't comparable to the uh, Unagi Nakano match. Right, and uh, people would say Mina is a better wrestler than Unagi, so that's why I think I'm still let down. Yeah, I, I think the, uh, I think part of the issue here, and I think you're kind of right, is that part of the issue is that uh, this match had more story and well, not more story because it wasn't even just story; it was more character work than anything else. Uh, the the match sort of hinged on this sort of character work, uh, right. and you kind of feel, and I also kind of agree that the character work wasn't exactly all there. I didn't really completely connect to the character in a way. Um, I enjoyed Mina before. I enjoyed her character work before. I understand trying to be like more hard gritty for this sort of semi-main match, but uh, but I don't know. It didn't really click for me, and no. uh, I think that it, it caused the match to suffer because, again, we're going for character work. There was some cool spots in here, but uh, I don't know. It wasn't wasn't blow away. The basic story that they had going into it was uh, Mina being angry that Tam only ever cared about her old partners and old group mates like Arisa Hoshiki and Mayu Yutani and Mina was like pay attention to me and then she went sadistic and got her fiend character going and I was like oh that's uh okay whatever I people like the match I thought it was it was fine it was fine but it just I think it could have reached a point where it could have been so much better I think I think ultimately that's what it is. Is that uh, expectations for us were a little bit higher. I was expecting more from Mina. I think you probably were as well. You were probably, I, I my expectations for Tam were always kind of like low. I guess they were a little <laughs> bit higher because it was a, a fellow cosmic angel. But like I've said it before, I've noticed that trend where it's just like, you know, Tam's she, a weird wrestler for people to grasp, and she, which is very fair. If she doesn't necessarily show up, then she doesn't necessarily show up. And that's what it is, I guess. Yeah. I think Tam's last match that, like, well, her match with Utami was great, 
at uh, the five star finals. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was different too because she won. People forget that she won. She beat yeah. Utami clean. That doesn't happen in singles. Um, her match with Unagi was great. Her match with Mayu will make me bash my head in for the next, you know, couple months still because it just could have been so much better. Yeah, Tam's weird. <laughs> Tam's weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, SWA, undisputed world women's uh, title, five-star Grand Prix contract, and UWF rules match here. Shuri defeating Konami. Konami returns. Uh, yes. to lose by knockout in 13 minutes and six seconds. I mean, obviously, I say return to lose, uh, but yeah, I mean, of course, you know, with the Grand Prix contract on the line, that's we're not going to be doing anything else there. Uh, what do you think about this match? I thought this was <laughs> second half was great. I thought the second half was great when they started striking and whatnot, the grappling and stuff, like, it will never be because UWF rules are weird. They're really weird. <laughs> and uh, it's hard to gauge a match when, you know, they're trying to use that realness, but at the same, it, it's just, it's weird. I thought the second half was great when Konami just started hitting strikes and I liked her whole, you know, the MMA look. I thought yeah, she, I think I thought that fit her really well. Yeah. Um, and I thought her and Shuri had a great, final half to the match the opening half um it was a lot of grappling and that's just you know how it goes i'm happy they brought out the strikes though because that's what they're best at in my opinion and it made up for anything that i was like you know not fully feeling at the beginning yeah i was i was a little light on this match uh i thought it was okay uh i i liked some of it i do think some of it might have been like you know the the match the first match konami has coming back you know what i mean yeah uh, uh she well she had a match with lady c well i mean on the I, weekend but like sure, sure. Ma- full-on like wrestle 16 minutes yeah yeah uh yeah and i i thought it was fine i i liked it it's i i agree that the uwf rule stuff is a little weird like i like weird. like wrestling and striking and grappling and i i like sort of that stuff i I enjoy some of those things, but it's so so much stop and go though. Yeah, in UWF, and I don't like that. Yeah, it, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care for that. Like if if it's like that, then you know, I like that's why I kind of enjoy the pure wrestling, which is similar, but it is just like one big thing, and you kind of just go through it. And I, yeah, I'm I, 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 rope I, breaks are different. If this match that. wasn't UWF in a weird way, I think it would have been better. <laughs> It would have probably just did the same match and just made it UWF. I, I maybe I would have enjoyed it a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, uh, high speed title match. Starlight Kid defeating Kagama in eight minutes and 33 seconds. Uh, I thought, uh, I thought again, I, I've talked about it before. I was a little light on this entire show in a weird way. Uh, it was, it was one of their weaker shows of the year. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've been light on Kagama before. But uh, I am high on Starlight Kid. I thought Starlight Kid uh, brought up Kagama a little bit more for me. Uh, and I thought Kagama was able to uh, do a good job in this spot, especially in the high-speed title match style. Uh, mm-hmm. And I enjoyed Starlight. I, I enjoy Starlight Kid. I, I, I said it before. I, I really am enjoying what she's doing. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, and then, of course, at the end of the match, we got Azume coming out. 
to do another challenge. Feels ah uh, yes, a uh, classic um, other challenge for Azume. Yeah. Uh, so this match I thought was really good for the high speed. Um, I think they actually went high speed for once, mm-hmm. rather than kind of just have high speed in what is a regular match. So I, that's why I enjoyed it. Um, I, I saw a lot of people adoring it. I thought it was, I thought it was good. Uh, I, I definitely wasn't on the fence of, you know, oh, this is amazing. This is great. Uh, it was very good. And it got the point across because they're clearly saving something for Riga Sumo Hall, at, which we'll get to at the end of just this little review. They have a bigger match in plans with the top high-speed wrestlers in the company. And I'm not going to complain. It 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 gave uh, Starlight Kid another big win, and I am all for that. Yes, I'm I, I, in the same exact boat. I, I'm enjoying what Starlight Kid's doing, so just give me more of the same, I guess. Um, Wonder of Stardom title, number one contendership. Of course, we saw uh, Saya Kamatani, who won this match, challenge you know make the official challenge i guess quote unquote um after uh nakano's match late in the night but it was saya who defeated natsupoi and himika 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 which i what do you think about this match scotty i thought this was well okay so gotta give you some preference here so during the live viewing of this match the sound went out stardom was having a problem with their streaming the sound went out before the match started the video was all a mess so you just really missed their entrances which was fine uh but the sound was out so i watched this entire match with no sound which is whatever i can get through that i can get through that but i probably heard missed some like very loud like when Hameka hit one of her clotheslines, that probably made a very loud noise. I like this a lot because Stardom's triple threats are usually like they're on the show just to be on the show. Uh, I thought the Hameka Natsupoi story played very well because it allowed Hameka just to wreck everybody. Yeah. Um, Natsupoi hit a German suplex on Hameka in this match where I just, oh, okay, cool. Uh, I thought she was, it was terrifying. Um, and then the finish where Natsupoi went th- with the fairy blink and was reversed and rolled up by Saya. That was a very clean looking and solid finish. You know, it keeps everyone strong. You don't want to, you don't always want to give Saya's uh, Phoenix splash away either. Like that's a very important move to protect. Uh, you don't want to just toss it in there. Um, so I thought that was a good way to end it. Very, this was a great undercard match if that makes sense like that it's not a title match it's it fit exactly what you want it to be high paced 100 percent action not and it doesn't overstay as well yeah no i thought they went out and did a great job you know less than eight minutes a little less than eight minutes yeah. so you, you this is the perfect spot you know i mm-hmm. always enjoy like if you're gonna do a triple threat Make it actually quick. Make it fast. <laughs> Make it moving, constantly moving, because the whole idea is that you have a third person in there. In a weird way, it should take less some. Th- yeah, it should take less time because someone's coming in to constantly uh, do something. Um, yeah, uh, Natsupoi was great. 
Saya. I, I enjoyed uh, the losers of this match in a weird way more than Saya. Yeah, Saya didn't do a lot in this. Yeah. It was it was, which I actually kind of thought going in because the story was not to point to make a pissed at each other, mm-hmm. and like that was clearly the story. And Saya was just like, "Hey, how you doing?" Uh, because like the first couple minutes, or not minutes, but first like thirty seconds, was Hameka just beating the shit out of Poi, and <laughs> Saya was like, "Oh yeah, I'm here too." So like this wasn't about it was about Saya, but it wasn't at the same time. And I think that's okay. I think that yeah, her because we know what she can do, and she does you know incredible things. But she didn't need to here, and I think that's always good that you save what she does for special occasions too which is why i brought up the phoenix splash like she just needed to fill in the gap she did a springboard cross body to the outside which is cool but yeah they kept her very laid back to tell the other story which i thought was smart do you think uh i guess we'll get to that in the preview but uh i i oh i'm gonna say it at the end of the show yeah i guess that's fair um but I I, th- I do think Saya is, is the right person to win this match. I'll just say, and then of course, uh, uh, Himika and Natsupoi, uh, uh, seemingly I guess not the seemingly they they're friends again. They're friends again. <laughs> wins a win I guess. TBM uh, doesn't last long and angry at each other like ah oh well. Yeah, you gotta get, yeah you gotta blow some steam. Um, other stuff that happened on the show as well was the six man tag team match stars versus oedo oedo tie yeah that was nothing yeah uh, any any big stuff i mean i i, um, I i'm enjoying hazuki I'm, I'm glad yeah. you know hazuki and stars i think is a good hazuki spot. should be in a featured match on every show and she's not like she wasn't and it's fine but like you had her and mayu just chilling here yeah. which is yeah they don't they're, have they're to. on the they're on the hamster wheel as yeah it. you had these two chilling you had momo and azumi chilling which is fine it's fine uh azuki and mayu work very well together already so yeah should be interesting if they ever actually want to just pair them as a tag team which <laughs> great who are the champ who are the tag champs uh julia and shuri so that those titles will not be defended anytime soon. That's why, <laughs> that's why I haven't seen those titles in a while. Yeah, yeah. They were like, they said if Micah and Shuri won the tournament, they'd be the champions. But mm-hmm. Julio was like, I'm not giving them up otherwise. I was like, okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting, Julia. Didn't, Julia's got a lot of sway in the back office, it seems like. Oh, she sure does. She always has. She Well, not always, but she, yeah, she has a lot of sway. She's like, nah. Nah, I'm good. My uh, belt. Azume and Momo Watanabe defeating a team of Lady C and Unagi Sayaka. Any thoughts? Very good undercard match that had no right to be that good. <laughs> Momo Az is incredible, so I'm, I'm not shocked. It was pretty good. And well, the uh, opener, we don't have to talk about. Future stardom, Ruaka, to retain the title against these other two people. Uh yeah, and that match is fine. That match. Yeah, fine. but Probably. what I did want to just say is that Stardom Dream Queendom, which is the December 29th show, now has four official matches, which is big time. So the high speed championship will be defended by Starlight Kid against Azumi and Koguma. That should be nuts. Um, mm-hmm. I still think they should have just the Kid and Azumi, but whatever those are like the three high speed 
um, aces yeah. of sorts. Yeah. yeah. Um, so oh, that makes one sense. On, a one-on-one match is always better, but you know we just said it. If they yeah. keep it short, then it should be totally great. Uh, you have a future of stardom title match. Rocket will defend against Hannon, which is a big deal long term, because I think a lot of people see Hannon as the uh, future ace of this promotion, which is saying a lot, but she has a lot of potential. She works with Mayu. Uh, she's very pure baby face. Um, and going against Raka, this is the match for the future. Uh, you know, they won't you know, break records or anything. They're going to have a fine little match, but big deal there. Tam Nakano will defend the Wonder of Stardom Championship against Saya Kamatani once again. Mm-hmm. And I think there is no doubt as there will be a new champion that night. I don't think you beat Saya twice in this title reign. I just wouldn't make sense to me. I think that's a good time to have her win. I always thought Maya was going to be the one to win it, but that's okay. And of course, Utami Ayashida will defend her World of Stardom Championship in the rematch of rematches of Stardom's year. Um, Maybe the most anticipated rematch in Stardom history as she defends against Shuri in a unlimited time limit match. So no limit, no limits, no 30 minutes to stop them. They will wrestle until they can't wrestle no more. Not 60 minutes. No, no time limit. I don't think, I don't think they touch 60 minutes. I'm thinking they probably just go over what they did in their 43 minutes, which is going to be very difficult for them to, recreate and i hope they have a different plan i mean we've watched utami and micah wrestle three times this year and i feel like all of their matches have managed to be different and i think shuri is a better overall wrestler right now than yeah probably everyone in stardom so well not everyone but for the most part and i i would i would like if they just went 35 minutes or so I think that would be a good home, like spot for them instead the, of trying to push it. But you, we all know what the story is, and the story is that pushing that yeah, is yeah. undoubtedly going to happen. It's 100 yeah. going past 45. Yeah, which is could be bad, could be good. Hey, uh, I don't, I don't know. Match you, times don't decide of a good match. That's yeah, that's true. I mean, look at the Omega Okada matches. You know, if this is a yeah. similar idea, these that's are two the, great, two great wrestlers. Then I want to see two great wrestlers have a great match. Uh, I made the comparison. The time. I made the comparison when the first match happened to that because it was a match that makes people notice. It wasn't. It's not. You know, it's very different matches, but it's a match that makes people notice because Kenny and Okada helped bring a lot of eyes to New Japan yep. and I think Utami and Shuri are doing that as well so it should be very interesting to see what they do um, I think you know general thoughts let's see what changes within the next month we are pretty much a month out it's the 28th today um, general thoughts I think Aphrodite ends the night both holding gold I think that's a, an image they want yeah. at the close of the show which would make a lot of sense, but we'll see. We'll see. And how dare stardom have this match take place December 29th as the year end awards are, are nearing our, they hate, they hate, they hate me. It's on a Wednesday. 
is like it this match won't be nominated for year end award because come on it's december 29th we gotta have it done beforehand the, sh- the show is on a wednesday how dare you how dare you like i don't know i i don't think it's gonna like win my match to the year or anything because that's just asking way too much of them to mm-hmm. beat beat what they did already but uh, i feel like i have to wait <laughs> uh survivor series let's oh, move into survivor series <laughs> uh speaking of expectations i guess uh these were not <laughs> these were not the great expectations i had none um yeah uh (laughs) how do i transition out of this so whereas stardom is very good and they're making a lot of good choices and making a lot of consequential decisions this is hard to use in it (laughs) the virus series was one of the most inconsequential pay-per-views you could have easily not watched this and been totally fine there wasn't a single like blow away match that's like you gotta watch this there wasn't a single, I mean, there wasn't even like, you know, there wasn't title changes or anything, even booking decisions. Arguably, you can argue that the booking decisions were bad in some cases. Um, I don't know what is happening every single time we do a show like this for pay-per-views or whatnot. I always say, I don't know what is happening in WWE. I don't know what they're trying to do other than you know this specific specifics of we want this person to win and only this person to win and that is always frustrating obviously i have some pluses from the show i have more i don't know if they're minuses or like who gives a fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's a lot of those uh, uh i guess we'll just break down the card uh, your main event of survivor series of course was roman reigns uh against big e 22 minute match here yeah, where Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns defeats Biggie clean. clean as a sheet middle of the ring yep. with after Biggie doing a big push at the front, Roman Reigns essentially kind of dominated the, the two thirds of the match. Roman wins. LOL. Uh, anyway, we said it. We knew like, Oh, maybe they should, but they won't. Uh, Roman winning makes sense because you don't want to just give away the first big loss. I understand that. He doesn't have any. He hasn't lost. But, it's but a, it would have been a loss that isn't a title. Like it doesn't right. it doesn't it, would, it was the one time you could let him lose and yeah. it would be fine. Uh and then he would have that one blotch. You can he can be the champion for another six months and have that one one blotch there. I enjoyed the second half of the match. That the first half was very missable very there uh which is whatever um it it could have been a lot better i think they have a better match in them like we saw biggie have some good matches with drew um and bobby over the past month when i say we i mean like the four people that watch raw uh, <laughs> me, and, me and my grandma <laughs> actually he fought drew mcintyre at um saudi money seven mm-hmm. i'm not saying it uh, <laughs> uh it was fine yeah um the lifeless show yeah i the biggest the bigger news talking point item here i guess would probably be probably rather be scotty um biggie 
this man loses clean the sheet. He's your WWE champion. He's not even protected in this match. I I don't even know if you can make an argument. I was trying to think of like maybe you can make an argument. No, they protected the demon Finn Balor, which was a dumb protection. You know, having the rope break from beneath him and then he just loses. That was incredibly dumb. We buried that when that happened. But here's your WWE champion, the champion of another brand, losing clean as a sheet just to put Roman over. What? What? Is this? Is is Biggie the star? Is Biggie? Is his reign good? Is what's happening? I, 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 hmm. I guess it's probably early. Like it's early in his reign that it's fair. Like he beat Drew McIntyre clean. That's a big. That's a big win for him, I'll but look, I'm gonna look up his uh his matches so so we see so far. He's fought him, Bob, and fucking Austin he's fought, Theory. Uh, he's bought he's fought he beat the won the title off of Bobby Lashley in the cash in. He had the steel cage match with Bobby Lashley. He had um a, another match after the steel cage match against Bobby Lashley that ended in no contest. Um, no, that was before. I think cage match just puts it in the other way. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it, it was the same night. They did no yeah. contest, and then they made it a steel cage match because the no the no contest was the first match in the show, and the steel cage match was your main event. Right. Uh, then Drew McIntyre, and then Austin Theory for oh no, and then and then Survivor Series was what happened, and then Austin Theory because of an egg, which we'll get to egg. <laughs> Fucking egg. Oh. I feel like I didn't have to talk about this anymore, but I definitely do. Uh, this, but yeah, whatever. We can move on. <laughs> it's just there's no there's no confidence in Biggie. There, I don't feel any confidence in Biggie. No, it's so sad. Uh, they could of course turn him around, but I don't think he's gonna have a long title reign. I think he could, you know, lose to Seth Rollins, and no one would actually be shocked. For example. Probably not. Um, Raw versus SmackDown uh, Survivor Series women's match here. We got Team Raw, Bianca Belair, Carmella, Liv Morgan, Queen Zelina, Rhea Ripley, defeating the team of Natalia, Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, and Tony Storm. If I remember correctly, Bianca Belair was your lone, sur- your sole survivor. Uh, yeah, she won. It was four on one. Team turned on Sasha, got her counted out, and then Bianca pinned the rest um this match was not great uh the only the best parts were you know tony storm getting a little love she eliminated two people and anything sasha and bianca did together that's what the crowd ate up and reasonably so it's almost like people wanted to see this match again and wwe said Let's break them up and put them on different brands. WWE uh, said this is already an inconsequential pay per view, so let's not give anyone what they actually want because it doesn't matter. Yeah, so let's do yeah. something that also t- that what just have her pin Sasha. Just have her yeah. like Sasha. It doesn't matter. No, well, it doesn't matter. You literally just like you pin Biggie. Like clearly, you don't care. They're on different brands. They won't touch for another ideally year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I well, like again, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like it none of it mattered. None of it 
Can we talk about having two eliminations and then getting pied in the face on Friday? Uh, the pie in the face. I was like, oh, so that was a good run. <laughs> see you. See you next month's releases. Oh, no. oh my God. <laughs> I just have no hope in this company. Like yeah. everyone I watch wrestle now, I'm like, well, they might get released. I don't know. They seem important enough that they might be like, eh. but really? And oh. I just crumbs it's so sad because like i like tony storm a lot she should be she should make a lot of sense in wwe because she's good in the ring she has a good look she it should be a fan favorite she's starting she's exactly what they want yeah but let's you know put pie in her face and just have her do nothing about it because sure uh also fuck charlotte can't stand her uh (laughs) i just want to put that out there i uh whatever Whatever. Hey, bro. Randy Orton Riddle defeating the team of Jimmy and Jay Uso. Mr. Survivor Series won. He won again. Uh, hit a great RKO in this. That's about all I remember from the match. This match was you know, it all about Randy Orton. It was a raw tag team match that raw- happened to be on pay-per-view and had a cool RKO, which... Really, anytime I watch a Randy Orton match, all I want is a cool RKO. So I guess it delivered. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I my my big thing is always just like this match was this match served to build up Randy Orton more. And it's just like I don't know why we're Classic. doing that. I'm know. a supporter of Randy Orton. A lot of people hate no, Randy Orton. I, I actually like it, Randy Orton a lot. I like Randy Orton as well. I'm just saying I know. With the four people in this match, why was this match built around building up Randy Orton? <laughs> I mean, the only person you really wanted to build was, would be Riddle. But, you know, Riddle was part of speaking out. I can get over him not getting built up and it just being Randy Orton. The Dwayne The Rock Johnson <laughs> 25th anniversary Battle Royale. Spon- oh, this is so bad. Sponsored <laughs> by Pizza Hut. Omos wins the match. Blue Chipper Omos. Who needs not only did Blue, not only did Omos win the match, but the Undertaker, the Undertaker went on the bump this week and said, "You know, you know, we'll never see another Andre, but this guy, he's close." And I was like, "What?" I was like, people were like, "You know, Andre wasn't good." I was like, "Yeah, maybe the Andre that you saw, but like, there's what? little." Watch some new Japan Andre. Yeah, like Andre was nice. WWE almost can't move. Like it, it's fine. You build up, you're building up a monster. That's fine. Like that's what you want to do with these guys. But almost all he did in this match was throw people out of the ring. That's all he did. He didn't do moves. He just threw people out of the ring. Hey man, ah, it's the geez. battle royal. That's the point of the match. <laughs> I know, I know. The match wasn't great. It was really bad. It was bad battle royal. I thought the battle royal on uh, SmackDown was a lot better, and it's still a battle royal. So, yeah, they did two battle royals in a week. Just what are we doing here? To Nate, to not only did they do two in a week, they did one to crown the Universal Champions number one contender, which Sami Zayn won, baby. We love to see it. Uh, even though. He might not get the match. <laughs> the, way, the way they insinuated at the end of the show, they were like, "Yeah, well, Brock's back, so fuck you." <laughs> they, my favorite part about this match was that the pizza. 
This in, the, the, this entire pay-per-view, and so many people had issues with it, of course. Oh, The Rock stuff. That <laughs> This entire pay-per-view was building around celebrating The Rock. And really, all of it was was a cash grab for a Netflix movie and Pizza Hut. And I love that this match, billed as Dwayne The Rock Johnson's 25th anniversary of his debut, was sponsored by Pizza Hut. And the majority of the match was built around pizza. <laughs> I saw someone tweet, "Don't get treated like WWE in their in their honoring of The Rock. Like, don't be WWE in the situation where he just doesn't show up." And I was like, "Yeah, they they couldn't get him to do a pre tape. <laughs> couldn't get him to do a pre tape. Instead, they're like, tells you about the product." Let's have let's just get Pizza Hut in on this. They got that new thing, I guess. That's big. We're but, not talking about Pizza Hut. Nope. Continue. Just get dude. next match. <laughs> Pizza's good. Pizza's good. I had Pizza Hut in a bit. Uh, I've been. I've been. I don't have any of, really around here. There are not a lot of Pizza Hut near me, but we got Papa John's and Papa John's starting doing stuffed crust as well. And I'm a big oh, stuffed crust guy. I like stuffed crust. That's the only reason I ever like Pizza Hut. I mean, same thing. Same thing. Because we used to have uh, stuffed crust in like school, and like the pizza part wasn't good, but the stuffed crust was always nice. I just remembered I have two slices of stuffed crust Papa John's downstairs in the fridge, so I know what I'm eating after the show. Just got literally amped. I'm amped now. So thank you, Pizza Hut, for reminding me that I have pizza in my fridge. And it's not even Pizza Hut pizza. Your service will not be. <laughs> yeah. What's the next match? I have no idea. Well, I, I think I think this will be a good time to roll on into egg talk. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's talk about the egg. So the egg, the fucking egg. This show was an inconsequential fever dream. We start the show. Remember, a couple days prior, Vince McMahon fired nine people. <laughs> Shouldn't be laughing. But he comes out out of a limo to an uproar of applause from people begging not to be fired soon. Uh, and then Vince I'll was front and center. <laughs> Just saying. And then, and then Vince, his genius, tells him to pause, reaches back into the limo, and pulls out a single egg for your troubles. A single golden It gets egg worse. Worth, what did he say, $10 million? $100 million. And then, later in the night, is when he made Roman Reigns go into the <laughs> office to explain to him that... The egg was Cleopatra's egg. And Roman was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, Roman was legitimately giving him the reaction that we were all giving, which is why Roman Reigns deserves to, you know, he deserves his praise. Uh, and then, and then. Well, real, leaving, no, real quickly, real quickly. I want to break down that part. Roman comes in. The guy's <laughs> prepping for his main event. And he's coming just so Vince McMahon can show off an egg. <laughs> Which, which, by the way, I'm going to say this here, and I'm, this is going to be my conspiracy theory. Why are we having Roman Reigns uh, be the egg person? So that we don't suspect Roman would have stolen the egg later. I think they, this was supposed to be like, 
oh yeah, we're having Roman see this egg, and he's gonna blow it off and be like, it doesn't, I don't care about this thing, I'm gonna get more money on my contract. Just so that we can absolve, like, oh, Roman would never steal the egg. Oh, no, 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 no. Ro Roman has no interest in this egg. Because he's fine. hundred million dollars? Come on, I almost would. any wrestler be in that spot. But they had Roman <laughs> Reigns. <laughs> yeah. Uh... And then, and then, yes, what happened next, Scotty? Yeah. Um, so, Roman, so Roman goes, ah. Oh. Wow, it's almost as much as my next contract. And then Vince gives a look, and I was like, "Wow, they did this one week after they released nine people due to budget cuts. Budget cuts? Are we kidding? Do you, do you think this egg in cafe, by the way? And I love Vince McMahon explaining that. No, no, no. This is not the prop. This is the real thing that inspired the prop. <laughs> in the that was funny. That was very bad. Uh, let's just let's not forget that this company, this this company, signed Bret Hart to a twenty year contract, and then a year later said, "Yeah, we can't, we can't do this. We, you, you can leave." Let's just never forget what company we're talking about here. All right, this this may be an inappropriate joke here, Scotty, but I will say it. Do you think this? So you're gonna say it anyways? Yeah, of course. Do you? Because it's funny to me. Do you think this egg, <laughs> this, this kayfabe dumb prop egg in kayfabe costs... That's the real egg. Costs, my apologies, Cleopatra's real egg. Do you think this egg costs more than the nine contracts of the people they released? Like... Uh, in kayfabe, yes. You feel like in kayfabe <laughs> does, and that infuriates me so much. <laughs> <laughs> probably uh i i i let's move on i can't talk i can't talk about the egg anymore i've already given the egg more oh, of my well, time well the, re the rest of the egg story is that they that adam pierce and sony deville are there he's showing off the egg there's no egg there uh and then oh, the, yeah. on monday night raw it's revealed that the <laughs> that austin theory stole the egg to take a selfie with it and he's just gonna return it uh and then he got a title match for no no punishment for stealing it he's just like nah. oh, a selfie which also can we real quickly <laughs> i know we're trying to go off this topic but real quickly <laughs> you've been waiting to talk about the damn egg i can <laughs> tell the most excited thing i had to talk about this entire pay-per-view can we really just say i don't know who wrote this but 100 percent the person that wrote this this skit for vince mcmahon 100 percent read the article about read the podcast interview about how matt cardona texts vince mcmahon all the time <laughs> and how vince is always on his phone because <laughs> for whatever reason this thing vince was on his phone the entire time texting people why are we what are we i don't know <sighs> anyways raw versus smackdown men survivor series match austin theory bobby lashley finn balor kevin owens and seth rollins um, uh, defeat the team of Drew McIntyre, Happy Corbin, Jeff Hardy, King Woods, and Sheamus. Your final two were Hardy and Rollins, with Rollins being the sole survivor. <laughs> the energy dies. We talk about this show. The energy's like, oh, well. The egg was always going to ruin my energy. Uh, um... I'm here for the egg, man. I'm 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 a Miss Doctor Robotnik kind of guy. <laughs> egg man uh... for the win. <laughs> I thought they, uh, 
Nothing designed this match well, uh, the way they did most of it. Uh, having it come down to Hardy and Rollins, very smart. I think uh, Hardy, Hardy legitimately might be the loudest cheered baby face in the company, which is absolutely wild to me, seeing he did nothing for the past year, debatably two years. Uh, so credit to him on the, that. The loudest cheered baby face that is absolutely booked to do nothing. Yeah. Well, now, now I think they're actually like centering him on SmackDown as one of the top baby faces. But yeah, he did nothing for literally a year. He lost to Jinder Mahal on main event, for example. Uh, he beat giving Raw. He beat Karrion Cross. That's pretty good. Yeah, he did, and he beat him so bad that he's no longer with the company. Uh, Rollins has to have more accolades like impressively different accolades than anyone in WWE history. I was thinking about it here. So he's a sole survivor now. Mm-hmm. He won the Royal Rumble. He's won Money in the Bank. He's won every title possible. Um I'm probably missing many things. He like just needs like King of the Ring and he's set. Like, he's got everything. And I think King Rollins would actually probably work because he's already a dick most of the time. So, uh, but, you know, much as Vince McMahon hates indie guys, he sure loves Seth Rollins. That is true. That is true. Uh, Yeah, I wonder if anyone else has gotten everything. I know Edge is the hard one. Was Edge ever a sole survivor? I, uh, <laughs> I'll Google. You can talk about the match. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I thought this match. I th- I like this match. I actually really like this match. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. Um, I, I always was- liked the elimination matches. Yeah, I I well one of them at the very least. Uh, well, at least one. I thought this match was really good. I thought there was good work in. Uh, Kevin Owens did the Seth Rollins spot from last year. I what I don't like. I, I, I thought there was good work, but I thought the booking was bad. And I I spe- spoke about before that I think the booking is real dumb. Uh, because I don't like how, what, this match, if I remember, rec- oh, yeah. It was this match of the Kevin Owens countout. And then this match also had, I believe it was McIntyre and Bobby Lashley do a double countout. Um, and then, of course, in the Women's Survivor Series, we do Sasha Banks countout. I don't recall if anyone else got counted out. But I don't like how... We are just skirting eliminations by doing countouts. Again, I, I said it before. I'll say it again. Uh, Why? That's the name of the podcast network, my guy. You, you got got me there. I should be rooting for countouts. We should be. I don't know what we should be doing, but we should be doing like a, a pay per view bit where if someone gets counted out, then we give away one free pizza from Papa John's. <laughs> uh, maybe that's a fun bit to do. Um, and then if someone gets hit into the ring post, then we give out a <laughs> billion dollars of an egg and eggs. Um, t- uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, but I, I thought there was good work in here. I just was thought the the booking was dumb because just just have someone lose. Like I said, the pay per view at bad build, the pay per view was ultimately inconsequential. They're on. You have separate brands, so. Presumably, they, these po- people won't touch for another nine months to a year or whatever. So why not just do pins? Because it yeah, he was matter. never one, by the way. 
He was never a sole survivor. So, no, so he is the king of the ring, and Rollins has that. So Edge just has was was Edge presumably Edge is back tomorrow. By the way, I, I presume read. I presume Edge has been a U.S. champion and or a he was he's a uh, Grand Slam. Yes, yeah. So Edge just has to be a sole survivor, which is probably easier than Seth Rollins being a king of the ring. Yeah. Yeah, in hate fade, quote unquote. Yeah, um, <laughs> sure. sure. Uh, uh, the match was good. Starting my my cat just got trapped behind my my new TV monitor over here, and he is freaking he is figuring it out. He figured everyone out. can figure out how like upset we get when we have to talk about WWE pay per views that are just bad because we are trying I to like find. To with it. I like to have fun with it. Well, yeah, but we're trying to find different things to talk about. Yeah. At all times, <laughs> because uh, let's just re- let's just end this out real quickly, because I want to get out of here with with this stupid card and get into our next big topic. Yay! <laughs> no, why did we design the show this way? <laughs> oh my god! Oh uh, yeah, let's get to the last match, the uh, best match on the card. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, uh, they didn't uh, shoot on each other. I was right. They did not. Sh- they they did not shoot on each other. This was uh, a uh, shock. They hit each other really hard, though. They did hit each other really hard. The match never broke down. It was a professional strike Wrestling match. match. <laughs> yeah, it was just a normal match that was yeah. really good. Yeah, the end sucked, but hey, yeah, it's Survivor Series. We got to defend people on an inconsequential pay per view. Yeah. If that doesn't sum up WWE, I don't know what, what will. Well, I, I guess it's better than the way they just, you know, fucked over Big E, so. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> if you're going to do uh, saving anybody, I guess you could have done there. You could have had Paul Heyman involved or Brock or anybody else, but who cares? Every so you know, what they do for every other pay-per-view match. Have Big E go to the top rope and the top rope sure. breaks. Of course. Uh, you know, but yeah, it was a normal professional match. Uh, I guess... Either it does not answer anything. Either it was all the work, or uh, Charlotte Flair and Becky stepped up to the professional window. I know Becky was crying after the show. Yes, that, Becky did so... cut a, a great promo where she uh, shocker she, she does cried. That. Um, <laughs> she was how- crying and doing that. I was like, and we're supposed to boo her. That's oh, yeah. WWE's big brain thinking. That's what. That's what. Oh my god, you you angered me. She. She had a good match. She cried about basically losing a friend uh, here in the in the post match promo uh, at, on, on WB.com exclusive, and then comes out on Monday and then does the your fickle audience Seth Rollins. <laughs> My boy Brad Danielson said that on Dynamite. I popped because he brought fickle back. I was like, Dude, this guy, he gets it. I love him. They uh, they they but that built, was they bet. WWE builds up goodwill and then just cashes it in on the dumbest. They, they did it again. They This is how they tried to make her heel the first time. Yes. For all those people that forget that Becky Lynch was supposed to be heel, and then the fans were like, no. Yeah. They just did it again with, oh, it's all you people. And they were like, oh, yeah, we'll act like we and care. It's, and, then... it's, and it's working on the WWE audience. Well, yeah, because the WWE audience is no longer – it's just all – the general fans now by now like there's no one left yeah big time bex is what wv wanted the man to originally be Mm. Mm -hmm. 
I think she's, you know, bless her. She does very good at whatever they make her do. She shouldn't be a heel. Um, but it is what it is. I do have a topic I want us to discuss this week sure. that feels like a very big topic from wrestling that we just didn't write down. And I'd love to talk about CM Punk versus MJF. You want to do that instead of NWA Hard Times? Are you sure? I mean, I don't think it's going to take us 22 minutes to talk about a promo. <laughs> a 20-minute promo. Uh, yeah. yeah, sure. What do you want to say about it? I just want to say how great it was. Probably the best thing in wrestling all week. Uh, I thought so. Uh, so very. So I actually want to tell a fun story. So my friend, who doesn't watch AEW, but he follows along. You know, he reads things. He doesn't watch anything really anymore. He just kind of reads, like you know, Reddit and whatnot. Keeps himself updated. Yeah. But that night was the first time in a while. I was like, dude, you need to watch this. You need to watch this promo. Uh, AEW, the brilliant minds that that they are, put out the entire promo on their YouTube. So I sent him the clip and he, one, loved it but he's like, you know, MJF makes you very uncomfortable when he sucks. I was like, that's fair because MJF, he does try to strike nerves with people. He does go the extra leaps and bounds. And I, when he said that for this promo, which I didn't think was that bad in terms of, you know, going too far which i think can be an mjf problem once in a while where he just tries to get the most difficult topic and make people you know react to it like with the pillman stuff that he did like i i didn't like he's practically a troll yeah yeah but i thought this was maybe one of his best promos because there was a lot of truth to it there was truth to the uh, John Cena comparisons, the fact that CM Punk never could be the number one, even if in hardcore fans' minds he was. He was never the true number one, whether it was to Cena or Triple H. Um, I know a lot of people would automatically pop for all those names, and then CM Punk comes back with, you're just a less famous Miz. I thought that was you know perfect line because when you – if I, I think if Miz ever got a chance to not be in the WWE bubble – his promos could be that much better um, because I think that's the one thing Miz does really, really great is promos. Um, and I thought that was an interesting uh, attack on MJF because, you know, MJF probably is bothered by the fact that a lot of people for a long time have compared him to the Miz. And I feel like if you're MJF, you're like, well, I'm, I, I'm better than that. I'm different from that. And that's not a shot at Miz either. That's just the truth. And I just thought this is the first time, this is the first true, true feud for CM Punk because the Eddie Kingston one was two weeks. That was two weeks out. This is going to be months, it feels like, you know, because you're going to have the CM Punk versus Wardlow match probably before him and MJF ever square up. You know, it's going to be a month or two of build. And I think that's great. Uh, And they gave them the time. I think allowing punk to digest and then respond and then mjf to do the same was a very good touch uh because you'll see promos where they're yelling over each other like with kingston and punk at one point they started yelling over each other this was you go i go you go it's kind of like a you know battle rap situation in a sense but battle promos and i just 
I just thought it was incredible, incredible work from both of them. Uh, Punk has never been less than, you know, like number one in promos in wrestling. Um, MJF, I, I've openly admitted over the past couple, uh, couple weeks after that Derby match, I was like, this is the match that won me over. And now like he feels he's more serious in that it's not just about getting the top reaction. It's about using truth and driving that home. And I thought this was just great work all around. Yeah. I thought this was really good. Uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of long MJF promos because me either. That's why I like the battle back. Yeah, I I think he uh, works best as the sh- as the short little promos mm-hmm. that post post pay per view promo he did in the, like the back room or whatever. You remember that promo? Oh yes, that was outstanding. Um, and, and this was also very good. I thought it was very good. I think this is a great promo uh, to like advertise to more of the WWE audience of like, hey, watch this, and we're gonna do that stuff. I get like people being like, ah, too many WWE references. But that's the thing about AEW. AEW's canon is all of professional wrestling. So WWE acknowledging WWE, where CM Punk has been, if you're going to dunk on CM Punk besides his visuals and his MMA career and his post-WWE career of comic books or whatever, which MJF did as well, uh, started with, and then he brought in the WWE stuff, at 1.9 million views on YouTube. Perfect. You to M- M- yeah, I actually I did I'm liking the, now that I'm thinking about that. MJF started dunking on his looks, his MMA and his comic books, uh his Drax comic books. Uh yes. then then CM Punk fired back. Uh then MJF then started talking about his WWE career, about how all that stuff. If you're going to discuss CM Punk and going to have barbs for CM Punk, then you're going to have to bring those WWE isms to the forefront. It's part mm-hmm. of, it has to be done. Have, it would have to be done with Brian Danielson as well, arguably. I mean, he brought it up to the forefront with WrestleMania. Uh, we talked about last week. Um, I thought it was outstanding pay-per-view. Um, I, my final thought is that I, I can't wait uh, for MJF to uh, bring up Colt Cabana to CM Punk. That's going to happen. Uh, I think we... I like that he brought the Cena stuff up because a lot of people on Twitter were bringing that up of like, yeah, now he's the franchise. Now he's the evil empire kind of in terms of he's the face. Like, I think once CM Punk walked in, he quickly kind of became a face of AEW, not the face, but a face of AEW. And I've been thinking about it maybe giving MJF the first CM Punk loss would be very smart long-term. Because you're probably... It feels inevitable that he's the next AEW world champion. Like, I think a lot of people MJF, feel that way. MJF is? Yeah, so I feel like giving him the major win over CM Punk would make some sense. And I really hope they don't just screw the match away unless they're doing a series of matches on TV. Like, I could see them do a couple, but I would just do one. Yeah, I mean, I could see CM Punk face Wardlow and Sean Spears and do stuff Ugh, like that. Sean Spears. Well, you know, just, yeah, do a match. Um, 
He's a good hand, as Cody Rhodes once said. He has a good hand. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I don't know when you do this match. Like we said, there's Battle of the Belts, there's TBS, there's New Year's Smash. You know, you got a bunch of stuff on the horizon. You have Winter is Coming, but that's just way too soon. Yeah, I, I guess the question is when you're going to do it. I like the idea of it being a couple months, but it's just a question of how long it is. I think, you know, more of these promo battles is going to be uh, pulling the harder ass out of CM Punk. And I think that is sort of the goal here. I also think, on the other hand, for MJF, the goal is to uh, be find a different avenue uh, in terms of promos, because right. he learned a lot from Chris Jericho, and I would yeah. argue he learned some bad things from Chris Jericho. Um, so maybe yeah, having one liners and stuff. Yeah, working of CM Punk that might get MJF to be an even better promo, especially when it comes to longer material. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the final topic for today, real quickly. NWA Hard Times Two. It's a pay per view that's happening this Saturday in Atlanta. Ryan Georgia. said. You, you want to know what pain is? You want to know what pain is? Well, we're going to finish the show with maximum pain. No, the show's called Hard Times 2, not <laughs> Maximum Pain, uh, which is a great name for a pay-per-view. <laughs> maximum Pain. Uh, Max Pain. Ha- taking place in December 4th in Atlanta, Georgia. I could go, but I decided against it based on this card alone. I don't know... I, it's pay-per-view. I assume it's on fight. I don't know actually if it is on fight. Hope it's not. Uh, or if it's a taping that's gonna, just going to be along. The reason I think it might just be a taping, Scotty, is because there's 13 matches. Um, oh. Let me tell you right now. Oh, nope. It's live, baby. It's live. 25 bucks, 8 o'clock, December 4th. We're going to get a lot of short matches. Ask me how many matches I'm going to watch on this show. Probably, well, I'm going to guess one. I don't even know what's on the show. I was going to say Let's zero. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Uh, your pre-show match. Uh, it was announced also that Billy Corgan is going to be returning the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship. There will be two qualifying matches that will take place uh, with the winners facing each other at a later date. So the first qualifying match is a gauntlet match, and that is... A bunch of names here. Get ready. Let me let's see how much you know. Alex Taylor, Arya Davari, C.W. Anderson, Darius Lockhart, Homicide, Jeremiah Plunkett, Jamie Stanley, Kerry Morton, the son of Ricky Morton, Luke Hawks, P.J. Hawks, Sal Renaro, Victor Benjamin. Oh, that's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That uh, who do you think's gonna win this and then face the other the winner of the other qualifying match? Uh either homicide or the other big name that I can't remember. <laughs> Darius Lockhart, Arya Davari, Victor Benjamin, Sal Uh I like Darius Lockhart, maybe. I don't know. I think homicide wins. NWA World's. Oh, you're not giving your prediction. You're just making me do it. No, no, no. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Darius. It's a junior. Victor, Victor Benjamin follows me on Twitter, oh, nice. so uh, Victor Benjamin should win. Nice. Very good. Very good. Playing favorites. I see. 
Um, singles match for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Trevor Murdoch versus Mike Knox, the guy that beat him up after a steel cage match that Trevor Murdoch wasn't even in, I think. <laughs> I don't think Trevor Murdoch was in that match now that I think about it. No, yeah, because it was Jax Dane versus <laughs> Crimson. So, yeah, Trevor Murdoch was not in the match. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't in the match, but it happened. <laughs> Trevor Murdoch came in after the match, I think, to make a save, and then and then Mike Knox beat him up. <laughs> so we're previewing the main event after some random gauntlet match? Uh, that's just what Wikipedia put in order, man. I don't, I don't... Okay, sure, 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 sure. Uh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Trevor Murdoch's winning, I hope. Yeah, I think I hope. I think you like. Oh yeah, I hope the uh, WWE tag team guy that tagged with Lance Cade uh, wins over Mike Knox, a guy who never won anything. He was an ace to eights. I know that. Uh, he also had. He was also a stalker of Kelly Kelly in ECW in WWE. So you. So what you could say about this is that it's uh, not great. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens of that. Match. What's your prediction, Ryan? Trevor Murdoch, man. <laughs> Trevor Murdoch. I think he's going to win it. I think this is just sort of a feud to sort of hold him over. I don't we know. think about how Trevor Murdoch was the guy to end Nick Aldis's title reign. It made sense. If you were watching NWA, it made sense. It I wasn't. <laughs> I have to pay for power. I didn't, even, I didn't even watch it when it was on YouTube. And now they want me to pay for it? <laughs> It's a Come bold marketing move. I guess it is working. Do you I'm pay not... for it? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, We're going to probably end Ring Post Radio inevitably. If <laughs> uh, I'm going to look up to see if uh, WrestleTix has any uh, news about the ticket sales of the show so far. Um, no DQ NWA World TV Championship match with the Pope as special guest referee, Tyrus versus Sion. Who? Sion, <laughs> the mask wrestler. Oh. It's, it's really just Robert Ego Anthony. <laughs> Spoilers. Oh. Uh they'll probably have the idiot one. Tyrus. Yeah. The uh sexual assaulter. Jesus Christ. Man, wrestling sucks. The Fox News correspondent. You got way too many shitty people in this oh, oh, damn place. Dude, we're not even a, th- not even a third. NWA, of I know. NWA is stacked I, with speaking out. NWA World Tag Team Championship match is going to be La Rebellion, Bestia 666, and Mecha Wolf. Oh, that guy's terrible, too. Mecha Wolf 450. No, that guy's terrible. He's terrible. <laughs> Versus the versus the NWA World Tag Team Champion Eliminator Tournament winners, the end, Otison and Pero. I hope they win. I like Pero. I do, I do hope they win. I enjoy Ot- I love in Otison. I love Pero. I love to see that. I love that team. I hope they I love win. The win. Uh, I think they. I think they could. Uh, That's my analyzation. I hope they win. Yeah. I don't know if they will, but I think they could. They should. That's a good NWA tag team. Yeah. NWA NWA World Women's Championship. There you so many titles in this promotion. Uh, Camille defending the title against Melina. 
I don't know. It could go either way. Look, I excuse me. Did you just say Molina? Here's the thing. Here's it's 2021. Camille has gotten better in the ring. That match with Layla Hirsch was good. That's my yeah, and Layla Hirsch is not someone that typically like brings it out of people because I think you have to bring it out of Layla Hirsch. So that was a surprise. Camille has also had great matches of Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa, who are also great wrestlers. Camille, oh, sorry, <laughs> Melina had a great match of Diana Perrazzo uh, at uh, good match. Good match. It was, it was a pretty good match. Great, great might be a little strong. There's a potential. This is a pretty good match. I think, I think it's a small margin, but I think the potential is there. I think it's going to be messy. I don't. I think Camille better win because, like, that feels like what they want here. I, I think you want to build someone up that's not named Molina for Camille. That's not a shot at Molina. It's just like you want to get over someone who's going to finally beat Camille. Uh, so Camille wins. Yeah, I think Camille's gonna win. Uh, which, what, um, what, what's the describe to me the spot where Camille uses Melina's flexibility to hit, hurt herself, like Beth Phoenix did many years ago. Oh, I, uh, is Melina still flexible? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, I mean, when you say years ago, that was like a decade ago. I don't know if. I don't really watch Melina wrestle too much anymore. I watch her wrestle Deanna Perrazzo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Stop asking me questions about Melina, man. NWA National Championship. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're on match six of 13. Chris Adonis versus Judas. Is that Chris Masters? Yes, it is. Who's who's uh, who's the other guy? Who's Judas? <laughs> Judas with Father James Mitchell. Um, is he like a person? Judas, his real name is Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> it's boss time! All right. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with the Donis, I guess. <laughs> uh, Judas uh, was in TNA for a while. I need to look up this man. <laughs> Uh, he, what he, his name was Murphy. He teamed with Gunner a lot. You just rattled me. I thought, I thought you were telling me that Buddy Murphy now went by, uh, Dias. And I was like, what? He's basically just like a creepy dude with Father James Mitchell. Oh, um, he looks very boring. He does not look interesting at all, actually. The um, NWA yeah. World Women's Tag Team <laughs> Champion. Actually, this match might be, be might actually be good. Alice is this the one you thought I was going to watch? Uh, maybe. Um, oh wait, Marty uh, Bell's in it. Well, no, no. Uh, Allison K and Marty Bell, uh, the tag team champions, taking on the Hex. The Hex, yes, taking on the team of Kylie Ray and 2D Lynn. Also taking on the team of Lady Frost and Natalia Markova. Lady Frost is good. Uh, Kylie Ray is confusing me very much. Hope she hope she's okay. Hope she figures out what she's trying to do with the rest of her life because I thought she was taking a break and now you're telling me she's in a tag team title match. Uh, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Allison K has been pretty good as of late. Judy Lynn is really good. Judy Lynn is good. I don't know who the other person is. And then there's Marty Bell. So that's cool. Uh, I'm going to pick the Hex to retain. Uh, Yeah, I think the Hex will retain. If anyone's going to win, if there's going to be a new champion, I'll probably put it on Kylie Ray and 2D Lynn. But I fear having Kylie putting putting any sort of belt on Kylie Ray, just because any time in the past couple months it felt like we're putting a title on Kylie Ray. She, uh, yeah, I've thought she was going to beat Deanna. I've thought she was going to beat. Thought she was going to be AW Women's Champion. I thought she was going to be Camille. We have a very long list of matches uh, or titles. I thought she was going to win. And now I don't think she's going to win anything anytime soon. Don't know. She's very good, though. As as a fellow human being, I hope the best for her. Yes. Um, Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. What? (laughs) Defended Matt Taven and Michael Bennett, the OGK. I might actually watch this. Versus Aaron Stevens and J.R. Kratos. Hmm. Interesting. Former the former tag. Jared Kratos is in NWA. He's been in NWA. He was a former tag team champion of for NWA with Aaron Stevens. The more you know. Why is he with Aaron? Why is he with Damian Sandow? I don't. I um. Hmm. I think. Well, I mean, Ring of Honor team definitely is winning. They 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 just gave them the titles. I don't think they want the Ring of Honor tag team titles to die with Aaron Stevens and Jr. Kratos. Uh, who knows? Uh, NWA. Oh, I'm gonna say Ring of Honor team. OGK. Uh, NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship qualifying match. So of course we had that gauntlet in the pre-show. They added another title. No, no, no. Yeah, they added another Junior Heavyweight title. Yeah. So we had that gauntlet at the beginning, which you said homicide. I said Darius Lockhart. That winner of that gauntlet, the 12 man gauntlet, will face one of these two men. It will either be Rhett Titus, Ring of Honor's Rhett Titus, or Rhett Titus, or it will be Austin Aries. <laughs> you tested me. There is a likelihood it will be Austin Aries. Austin Aries is winning this damn title. <laughs> if there's anyone in this promotion to put a title on, this promotion 100% will be. You just told me Tyrus was a champion. Yeah. It tells me all I need to know. Yeah. <sighs> Who books uh, this company? Billy Corgan, which I'm pretty sure I saw him when I went to Championship Wrestling from Atlanta. I'm pretty sure I saw him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was there. Well, tell him to get away. Singles Austin action. Is. We got some. We got four singles matches here. For is you. Nick Aldis on the show? Yes, he is. He'll be facing okay. Tom Latimer um, uh, in a singles match. He's a scumbag too. There will be no accompaniments at ringside. You can't bring anyone to the ring. It's just two one on one. I listen. I need to understand why. Well, no, real quick, let me, let me finish this off. So no accompaniments. So one hundred percent, there's going to be involvement from somebody. Um, and then if either man is disqualified, they will be suspended for eight weeks. Oh, if I, I, I mean, if I'm Nick Aldis, I just get disqualified. I don't have to work for them for that long. That'd be huge for me. Uh, why is there a scumbag and sit like half the matches? <laughs> this was my thing. Was they're that, making oh, WWE look good. 
I can't wait for Gunner to team up with Judas again. Oh, Jackson uh, Riker is so going to NWA. Oh, that I there's not a bigger lock out of any release than Jackson Riker going to NWA. You have read me. Team up with Judas. He'll probably be Trevor Murdoch. Let's be serious here. Let's just let's just put the money on the table. He'll probably get risen to the top because listen, they have Tyrus as a champion. Do you think do you think NWA can pay for somebody like Jackson Riker? Pay for somebody like Jackson Riker? What? <laughs> You're joking, right? I am I'm I'm making... even pay for somebody like Jackson Riker. <laughs> I'm making No the... one else is gonna give him work. <laughs> I'm making the joke that uh NWA could not pay for like the women on the Empower wrestling show. Oh yeah, Tony Khan, maybe. Yeah, so I'm making that joke, and I also I'm making the kind of joke because I think the only ex WWE person that was released that they've picked up and brought in is Arya Davari, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, and Mickey James, Mickey James. Um. Anyways, speaking of Mickey James, Mickey James is going to be facing someone that's TBA. Uh, Colby Carino. Whoa, 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 whoa. what? It's is she defending the title? Impact? No. No, no, not not no, just... not according to this. She's in action, but we don't know. All right, start thinking of release people. Uh that who are available? Yeah. Uh, Someone from Ring of Honor? Oh, she's gonna wrestle like Mandy Leon or something. Ooh, Roxy. Roxy's good. Oh. Roxy should not be in NWA because she's good. But Roxy's that'd be cool. Good. Be- Roxy's 20 years old and it's going to be... But, but if it would have been Roxy, you would have advertised it, right? I feel like you would have advertised it. I feel, I feel like it. The surprise would be... That's, so- that would be Ring of Honor Women's Champion versus Impact Women's Champion. That would that would have to be advertised. Yeah, I would advertise that if I was Billy Corgan. But again, he hired Austin Aries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking up a list real quick of... Uh, that have been released and trying to see uh, who would be available. B-Fab is not available. Chelsea Green, I'm good, but she's already in the in the promotion. Ember Moon, not available. Eva Marie, is she available? Who I don't, cares? I don't think so. Frankie Monet is not available. Uh, here we go. Jessamine Duke, she's not wrestling. Jesse Kamea, I don't think she's available. Katrina Cortez. Kavita De- Devi. Lana, Lana, maybe. If Marina, it's Lana, Marina Shafir. Well, I can see that one. That one's that one's not bad. Mercedes, she already challenged her at Impact. Uh, Mia Yim, no. She's Dude, not we just went we, literally an hour ago. We went over how FTR and Lucha Bros are fighting back to back days. So Santana Garrett. Yeah, she sucks. That makes sense. Uh, my dog had enough of this. Hey, hey, hey. Is left, dog. Teddy, come here. Teddy, come here. Oh, my God. Here, buddy. Last two matches. Oh, my God, this show. It's falling apart. The show always falls apart in the last five minutes. But, no, Santana Garrett, she's available. She's a former NWA World Women's Champion. I wouldn't be surprised if it is Santana Garrett. Um, Kobe Carino versus Doug Williams. Doug Williams making his way over from uh, England, over into America, into the NWA against Kobe Carino. Uh, and then, of course, the last singles match: Jax Dane versus Mims. 
Mims. <laughs> the guy's guy name Mims. Mims. Why am I previewing this show? I think you I think you knew going into this, I was not gonna care about any of this. And I'm not gonna watch any of this. You're not gonna watch OGK versus Stevens and Kratos. Well, I was thinking about it, and then you told me eh, I might, I might. What about Mickey James versus Roxy? That's not happening. <laughs> no, you know who else is in attendance? Obviously, not wrestling. It's gonna be Angelina Love. You know who else is here at the pay-per-view that is not obviously wrestling, but is there? Uh, wait a minute. Well, it has to be Ric Flair. I mean, just the the incredible line of roster members I would that argue, already have I would argue, going. I would argue the opposite of Ric Flair. We have... Megan the Stephanie. opposite of Ric Flair? So he's a good person? Yeah, the uh, probably one of the best people in professional wrestling today. Uh, one of the best legends. Uh, none other than Mick Foley will be. Oh, the- really? Yes. Mixter, what are you doing, buddy? <laughs> what are you doing here, man? You're like the nicest guy around. Why are you going there? What are you doing here, man? Did you not hear the entire roster we just discussed? Are you kidding me? Are you ki- are you kidding me? Someone want to tell Mick before he you know shows up? Hey, <laughs> Mick. Okay, so Gives here deal of approval. Here, here are all the felonies that this roster has committed. Over the past three years, allegedly, 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 I will no, no, not every one of these are alleged. (laughs) There is some fact and truth to. Ah, I don't just. You know, we should probably cut this whole thing. That is it for Ring Post Radio. That what a way to end the show. Uh, I think we need to disqualify NWA from further consideration of conversation <laughs> because one, one, they have way too many terrible people working for them. And I understand allegedly some of them are terrible people, but listen. But Austin Erie is is one hundred percent a terrible person. <laughs> He's an anti-masker, anti-vaxer. There's worse crimes committed on the show than that. That's the scary part. That's just you know that's 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 that man's beliefs. You know, I'll let him. I'll let no, him. No, they're bad he, beliefs. They're bad beliefs. He's but but no. but 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 tyrants. <laughs> <laughs> I think only the, I think we should cut this out and publish this by itself on YouTube. Yeah, I don't need the NWA coming after me thank you i don't have the money to support myself so please don't do that uh just why do bad people have to remain in wrestling like why why <sighs> oh my God, i broke scotty i broke scotty. the nwa <laughs> has a problem they're <sighs> plugs Listen, listen, listen. No, 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 no. I'm trying to eject the show. Jackson Riker (laughs) is not even on the same level in terms of, like, what we consider bad to any of these people. So if he wants to go get the bag, good for him. I... The bag from yeah, money. I don't know. Whatever from whatever WA some pennies, nickels, I don't know, dimes maybe. I don't know how any bag for all those um, pennies. What is this? What is, what is, what happened? 
what happened? You, we were talking about an egg, you know, and we should have stayed with the egg. Instead, we had to talk about a lot of terrible people that are just re- ugh, allegedly terrible people. And ugh, I just plugs, follow me at Scotty Wrestling. I will not be talking about NWA there. I'll not be talking about NWA again. Next time he tries to make me preview one of these shows, I'm not talking. I will not talk because the amount of surprise that I had for the amount of terrible people, like awful human beings on this show. Like, I understand we talked about WWE and they have their fair share still hired, but oh my God. We, we gain viewers during this bit. You're kidding me. Oh my God. We, I, hope, I hope you're all entertained. I hope you're entertained by my pain that these terrible human beings continue to run wild on. No one watches NWA. No one runs wild. Fuck that company. <laughs> company. It's not even a company. You can follow me at Ryan Knightsey on Twitter. You could follow the network at Countout Pod on Twitter. Oh, my match of the week. Shit. Okay. Give me a second. My I think I've noticed, Scotty, uh, is that we get super excited. When we're talking about good wrestling, we get super excited and like super amped. But when we talk about bad wrestling or stuff we don't enjoy, we just go crazy. Like like our our brains snap and we're just laughing and making fun of it the entire time. That's I I, I, I don't think I only I, I, I listen. <laughs> 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 we're talking about a promotion here that pays very bad human beings up and down their card. One of them, oh, oh just I probably have said too much. I just. I need to stop. Follow me at Scotty Wrestling. My match of the week was with Tommy versus Micah. That's that's when I was happy during the show. That was so long ago. That was hours ago. I have been way off since then. That was probably my match of the week that happened in the past week. Watch it. Don't watch it. I don't care. Don't watch Hard Times 2. Next time NWA is a pay per view, I'm gonna to try to get a fight code, and then and then uh, we can give it away. <laughs> give it away. Who would want that? <laughs> Again at Ryan Nightsey. Uh, uh, subscribe to the show if you like what you heard. Leave a five star review on iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts. My match of the week was that eight-man tag on AEW Dynamite. Wheeler, Harwood, Andrade, and Malachi versus Cody, Pac, Penta, and Phoenix. Really good. Good work. Thrall pack is great. The bits with Cody is great. Andrade is really is a lot better than we first started this promotion. Uh, Malachi, I feel like, didn't do that much. There's nothing I remember from Malachi or Penta or Phoenix, but all around, it was this was a very good match. I really enjoyed it. That's Happy it for you. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll see you next week on that Ring Post Radio. I've broken Scotty. He's dead. 
Oh my God, Scotty! Any final words for the audience at home? Don't watch Hard Times too. This has been a Countout Podcast.